Amen and amen. Good evening. You can be seated. So glad you're here tonight. I want to welcome those of you that are joining us online as well. We're so glad that you are on Thursday nights. We're making our way through the Bible, book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And we're currently in Ezekiel. Last week we finished chapter 12. Tonight just one chapter, chapter 13, because 13 comes after 12. And so um, interesting chapter tonight. Uh, God has Ezekiel prophesy to those who prophesy lies. And these lies are as seductive as they are destructive. Now, I have to ask you, I, I think I maybe ask you guys for this a lot, so I'm going to have to ask you again to bear with me tonight uh, as we get through and got through this chapter. And here's why. Um, this chapter in particular hits home for me personally at a time in human history where false prophecies from false teachers abound. Uh, it's actually, I suppose you could say, yet another sign of the times, as they say, in the sense that the nearer we get to that trumpet sounding, the more pronounced this will become, and even now is. And um, it is, it's getting so bad. And I'll do my best with the help of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but I just wanted to ask you if you would kindly uh, be gracious to me tonight as we get through this, because there's a couple places where, um, well, again, I'll do my best. Here's what we're going to see tonight. Um, what happened in Ezekiel's day is alive and well today. I'll even take it further and say that not only is what we're going to see was happening in Ezekiel's day alive and well today, it's in some ways worse today. It's worse. And the reason I say that is because of technology, uh, social media, YouTube, uh, the online platforms that provide platforms for people to lie and destroy lives. And here's the thing that's going to come up tonight. It's so seductive. It's seducing. It's attractive and seductive. There's a, there's a, 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 a nature, a spirit behind it that Satan knows, and he seduces us. Because truth be made known, we want it to be true. Let's, let's be honest. We want them to be right. And, and innate within us, our human nature, that Adamic nature, really the sin nature, craves it. There's a, we have a, a taste for it. We, let me just maybe by way of a, an example. Many years ago I was, uh, you know, watching, <laughs> I don't recommend this, especially now, uh, Christian television. You know what I'm talking about. I should probably qualify it, not the channels that have good sound Bible teaching on them. I'm talking about the other channels. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, fine. The hair channels. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, and there's this one guy on there. And I'm, I'm telling you, I, 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 I couldn't change the channel because I was getting drawn in. 
And I, I, I even knew it, but it was kind of like the pull was so strong. And I'm like, you know, just listen just a little bit more to what, what he's saying, because wow, I got potential. My best days are ahead. I'm like, wow, tell me more, tell me more. Before I knew it, I had been seduced. Almost, um, it was like a mesmerized, hypnotized seduction, where I was drawn in because I wanted to hear that. I, I, my, my, my human nature wanted to hear that I'm pretty special. Yeah. I mean, he's telling he's, <laughs> he's telling me everything. My flesh just like, wow, man. My flesh was eating it up. That's how seductive it is. And that's what was happening in Ezekiel's day. Remember now, Ezekiel's back in Babylon after a very quick trip back to Jerusalem, not literally, but supernaturally. So now he's back <laughs> in Babylon. And um, every day, all day, he's dealing with these false prophets, these false teachers that are lying to the people, telling the people what their ears are itching to hear. Sound familiar? W what did they want to hear? Hey, you guys. Yeah, I know we're, we're, we're captive here in Babylon, you know, but we're not going to be here that long. We're, we're going to go back to uh, Jerusalem. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. It, everything is going to return to normal again. We're, we're going to make Jerusalem great again. Don't look at me like that. I know what you're thinking. I can read your mind. Wait, something's coming in right now. And here's Ezekiel. That's not true. You're lying to the people, you're deceiving the people, you're seducing the people, and you're destroying the people. The seductive lives are that which leads to the destruction of lives. So how's that for an introduction? You ready? Let's pray. Father, thank you, <laughs> I think. Lord, um, this is um, one of those uh, places in Your Word that we readily admit that we need the Holy Spirit to navigate this for us and help us with this and minister this to us. So Lord, would You do that as only You can, um, especially the tough parts. It's it's going to be very uh, difficult, but Lord, thank You. It, it needs to be so. So Lord, so be it. Thank You for this chapter. Thank You for including it in the pages of Scripture. In Jesus' name, Amen. Verse 1, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy, and say to those who prophesy, watch this, out of their own heart. Oh, well that's the problem right there. Uh, Jeremiah, the heart is deceitfully wicked. <laughs> you can't even know it. Uh, it is, it is hopeless. <laughs> It, so deceitful is the heart of man that it can seduce and deceive you. Your own heart can, you know that saying, follow your heart. Don't do that. Because your heart will deceive you. It will mislead you. It will lie to you. And worse yet, you will believe those lies. It's called self-deception. So it's coming out of their heart, not God's heart. Well, that's the problem right there. Hear the word of the Lord. 
Thus says the Lord God, verse 3, woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit. There it is again. So it's out of their own heart, and they're following their own spirit, not the Holy Spirit. These false prophecies, the, those false, and not only false prophets, foolish prophets. There's uh, in the original uh, almost a sanctified sarcasm in the way that this is worded. You foolish false prophets, you're prophesying out of your own heart the desires of your own heart. In other words, you're prophesying what your heart desires. You want it to be so. This is the spirit you are of. You're following your heart. You're following your own spirit, and then as such you have seen nothing. Oh, but God showed me. He showed you what? Oh no, He showed me. I, I've seen. <laughs> You've seen nothing. God's shown you nothing. You know what you're doing? You're speaking out of your own heart in your own spirit. This is not the Lord. And we're going to see that now. Oh Israel, verse 4. Your prophets are like foxes in the deserts. This is actually more better understood as jackals that just destroy everything in their path. You have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in battle on the day of the Lord, you cowards. That's not in the original, sorry. Because see, if, if you were true, you would stand strong but you're not. Uh, verse 6, they have envisioned futility and false divination, saying, Thus says the Lord, <laughs> but the Lord has not sent them. Yet, now watch this, they hope that the word may be confirmed. Did you catch that? <laughs> Here's what they were doing. They were basically hoping and wishing that what they were lying and prophesying about would happen. Deep down in their hearts, from where they were prophesying from their own hearts, deep within their own spirit, from where they were prophesying, they deep down inside wanted it to be true. But is that? And oh, how foolish are you who say, thus says the Lord. Be very careful. When you preface anything with, and it, it may not sound like that in our day, thus saith the Lord. I don't know when the last time you had somebody come up to you and say, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> I haven't. And I'm so thankful that I haven't, because if somebody ever did come to me and say, thus saith the Lord, I would say, you better be about to quote a verse where it says, thus saith the Lord. Because if you're not, get out of my face. In Jesus' name, of course. So it's not, thus saith the Lord. This is, this is actually the modern day version of, thus saith the Lord. You ready for it? Wait for it. The Lord told me, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not. The Lord, I, the Lord, and they're very specific. The Lord told me, that's, that's synonymous with, thus saith the Lord. The Lord hath told me, if, that, if that's better. Okay. And, and it's interesting because apparently the Lord told you something about me that He did not tell me. I like how one responded. This is many years ago on the mainland. Someone came up to him and said, the Lord told me, and he just goes, wow, I wonder why he didn't tell me. Could it be that the Lord never told you? 
why would the Lord tell you that about me, but not tell me that about me? I mean, you must be hearing things or something, but I don't know who you're talking about. Because see, the Lord, the Lord and I have a relationship too. So what, the Lord's not talking to me? You know how we do that? I mean, how absurd is this? <laughs> when we talk to someone through someone else, hey, tell them, oh, what's going on here? No, you, you tell them. You tell them. In fact, we, we're very clever about it. We actually tell the person what we want to tell the person by telling someone else so they hear it. Oh, come on. You know what I'm talking about, right? That's what they were doing. Verse 7, have you not seen a futile vision? And have you not spoken false divination? You say, the Lord says, but I have not spoken. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken nonsense and envisioned lies, therefore I am indeed against you, says the Lord. This is where I'm going to have to ask you again to bear with me. I'm, I'm very interested in this particular word, nonsense. Let me explain. As you doubtless know, I have to go through quite a voluminous amount of material, which involves watching and vetting many of the videos that kind of come packaged with putting together a prophecy update. And I, I'm watching these guys, and not just men, we're going to see the women here in a moment too. And they're the women are increasing. Um, they have quite the, the, the presence and the, uh, on, on social media now. Uh, we'll get, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I, I listen with a discerning ear to hear. And you know, when you're so familiar with the genuine, you can you can spot a counterfeit. You know, that's how they used to back in the day. I have to come up with new modern day illustrations <laughs> to match the advance in technology, especially when it comes to the digital world we're now living in. But back in the day, they would train a bank teller to spot counterfeits by getting them so familiar with the genuine. They would have them count it, feel it, smell it, touch it, get familiar with it, know it, and then they would slip in a counterfeit. And as soon as they got to that counterfeit, they could spot it. Why? Because they were so familiar with the genuine. Something doesn't quite seem right here. Something doesn't quite smell right here. You know how we say it doesn't, doesn't pass the smell test. Something's a little fishy here. Um, how do you know? Because I'm so familiar with the genuine that when a counterfeit is inserted, I can spot it, because I know what the genuine is. So I would like to think, I hope this doesn't come off wrong, but I would like to think that I'm, I'm hearing with ears to hear. And because I, I know the Word of God and the God of the Word, I'll hear something and I just, that doesn't make any sense. That's not, that's not quite right. And I'm going to use the word, that's, that's nonsense. It makes no sense. Um, I'll take it a step further again. Just bear with me, please. Hear me out. It does seem to me that many teachers, if you prefer YouTubers, are talking, you'll forgive me, about stupid stuff. Stupid stuff. 
the pastor behind the pulpit, which should be any pastor's privilege, as it is mine, is, is there talking about what? Nonsense. Uh, we're living in a world, by the way, that is most unforgiving of said nonsense. Um, watching a, a, a teaching video or, or hearing a, a Bible teacher that's supposed to be teaching the Bible, because that's what Bible teachers are supposed to do as Bible teachers, is teach the Bible. And they're up there talking just nonsense. It's nonsensical. It makes no sense. It's, there's, there's nothing there. It's non-sense. Non. It's just nothing. I, I don't need to hear a teaching on the type of leather, the camel leather, that it was believed that the disciples wore. Uh, my uh, uh, loved one just died. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay in this place that I'm renting. I, I don't have the money for next month's rent. You're, you're, you're up there. Th that's nonsense. That, this, the Word of God is alive. I, what are you talking about? That makes no sense to me. What in the world does that have anything to do with the Word of God? It's nonsense. It's folly, foolishness. The antithesis of wisdom. I need the wisdom from above, man. I'm hanging on by a thread, man. My life right now, my whole world is falling apart, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear a teaching about the kind of... Okay, I'm going to leave it right there, because that was... I told the Lord I wouldn't, and I did. So that's for me. You have to be gracious now. Remember, you have to be gracious to me. Okay, back to the Bible study already in progress. Verse 9, my hand will be against the prophets who envision futility and who divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people, nor be written in the record of the house of Israel, nor shall they enter into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord God. Translated, you're not welcome here. Verse 10, because indeed, and here it is, because. Let me start that over. Notice the, the almost uh, uh, the repeated. You know, when you, when you see a repetitive uh, wording in Scripture, verily, verily, truly, truly. Because indeed, because they have seduced my people, saying, peace, when there is no peace. That is seductive, isn't it? I mean, I think if we're honest with ourselves, we would have to admit that we're, we're seduced by any talk of, hey, happy days are here again. It's all good. It's going to get better. We're going to build back better. Peace, peace. It's going to work out. You lie. And my flesh is seduced by that. It's very seductive. Because again, we want to hear that. We want it to be so. Hey, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good again. Okay. 
Ah, it was a very interesting day today. I had a very interesting day. Of course, all my days are very interesting. I'm not going to bother you with the details of my interesting day today. But I had occasion to talk with somebody. And um, they said something that triggered me. Uh, they, they said, you know, the, the evil is being exposed and brought to justice and the darkness is going to give way to light. And this is a sister in Christ. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I would like to say that it's because, you know, I'm maturing in Christ and growing in grace, and I'm a man of God. But it, you know, I'm gracious, I'm more gracious. It's not that. I just don't have the energy anymore. When I was younger, I'd be like, we're doing this. What'd you just say? Do you realize what you just said? I'm, I'm, I'm much more gracious now again, because again, I don't have the energy to roll up my arm sleeves and get in there and shake and bake. <laughs> I did a little bit of baking though, because I, I, I did tell her this. I said, you know what you just said, by the way, is new age. And if you want, I always, I ask permission now. I'm, I'm very courteous too now in my older age. I, 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 very considerate of me, of course. Um, I asked her for permission to explain why. And I was genuine about it. Do you, if you want, I'll explain why what you just said is new age. If not, that's okay. But I just, I just want you to know. Of course, what are they going to say? No, tell me. How, how is that new age? Because see, the new age of Aquarius, no, for real, has at its core this false seductive, that's very seductive, lie at its core that all of the evil is going to be brought to light, to justice. And God wins. Oh, that's one of their favorite mantras. And you'll hear it. You know what I'm talking about, right? So the belief is, and I had just, in all fairness to her, I had just watched a video. I probably shouldn't have watched it. And as I know where this guy's at, and he was repeating it, you know, hey, it's, we are going to expose the evil. And we're going to get them out of the way, so we can usher in a time of peace and prosperity. Peace, when there's no peace. That's a lie. Well, how do you know it's a lie? Because God's word of truth is truth. So God's word of truth doesn't say that. In fact, it says the opposite of that. Both can't be right. Guess who's wrong? One of them is true. One of them is false. Guess, guess which one is true? Uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> that's false. Because see, what you're seducing people with is the lie that, hey, the justice will be served. All of the, we're going to lock them up. I'm going to leave that one right there with the Holy Spirit in you. Hmm, I, I, nobody, nobody getting locked up. No, but we're going we're gonna to expose these evil people. And we're going to get them out of the way. And we're, we're going to have peace and, pro and freedom. Freedom. God wins. God wins. <laughs> I don't know what God you're talking about. Because the, the God of the Bible says that that's not how it's going to be. You're telling people peace when there's no peace. And verse 10, 
and one builds a wall, and they plaster it with untempered mortar. Say to those, verse 11, who plaster it with untempered mortar, that <laughs> it will fall. There will be flooding rain, and you, O great hailstones, shall fall, and a stormy wind shall tear it down. Surely, when the wall has fallen, will it not be said to you, where's the mortar with which you plastered it? Hmm. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, verse 13, I will cause a stormy wind to break forth in my fury, and there shall be a flooding rain in my anger, and great hailstones in fury to consume it. So I will break down the wall you have plastered with untempered mortar, and bring it down to the ground, so that its foundation will be uncovered. Hang on to that word. It will fall, and you shall be consumed in the midst of it. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. You know what this is saying? Um, it's built on lies. I mean, outwardly, yeah looks pretty good. But it won't stand. It won't stand. Uh, when, not if, the storm that God's going to send comes, it's going to come crashing down. And as Jesus would say in the parable of the two builders, and great was that crash, because it's built on a lie. So, it, oh, it looks good 10 feet away maybe more. I don't know. But you've, you've built this wall on this lie, and it will be exposed. Because if it were really strong and true, it would stand. It's not strong. It's weak. It's not true. It's a lie. It won't stand. It will fall. So outwardly, it looks good. But inwardly, there's no substance. Here's an example, an illustration. So you got this front window dressing of this storefront, right? And I mean this thing, whoo, man. I mean, it's got flash and splash, and you're brought into it. You're, you're taken captive, no pun intended, by it. You're seduced by it. And what's the whole point of that window dressing at the front is to get you inside. So in you walk, and much to your surprise, what do you find? Nothing. There's nothing there. There's no substance. What's inward does not match what's been presented outward. What they were saying outwardly was like this wall. Its outward appearance looked true, but inside nothing, and it won't stand. Verse 15, Thus will I accomplish my wrath on the wall, and on those who have plastered it with untempered mortar. And I will say to you, the wall is no more, nor those who plastered it. That is the prophets of Israel who prophesy concerning Jerusalem, and who see visions of peace for her when there is no peace, says the Lord God. Can I just take you to Babylon just real quick? This will be a fast trip. I won't take the scenic route <laughs> this time, uh, no time. So just real quick trip, okay? Let's do a flyover of Babylon. Here, look at a crowd of people down there. They're all uh, gathered around somebody. What's he saying? Oh, he's saying, hey, uh, there's going to be peace in Jerusalem, and we're going to return to Jerusalem. Well, what's that guy over there? saying, he's saying, uh, thus says the Lord, you prophesy peace when there's no peace. You're misleading them. You're lying to them that there's going to be peace. There's not going to be peace. There's not going to be peace. Could you imagine every day, that's your lot in life for Ezekiel. Every day you're dealing with this. 
You're a lone voice in the wilderness, as it were, and you're preaching the truth of God's Word. And it's unpopular. And you got the guy over here telling the people what they want to hear. And it's the opposite of what God has told you to prophesy. And they're prophesying the opposite. It gets better, verse 17. <laughs> Likewise, son of man, that's where it gets interesting. Set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of their own heart. Prophesy against them and say, Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the women who sow magic charms, not lucky charms, even though they're magically delicious. Sorry. Magic charms on their sleeves and make veils for the heads of people of every height to hunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people and keep yourselves alive? That's how you're going to make a living? Picture again, we're, we're still doing a flyover, by the way. We're not back in Kaneohe yet. We're still doing a flyover. So looking at, here's these women, they get, they're wearing these like scarves, and they got crystals and all these, you know, magic arts and charms and their crystal balls, if you, if you want. And, and they're, they're divining and, you know, they're, they're casting their spells and they're hunting souls. You know what that means? They're seducing souls, hunting them down and seducing them. And that's how they're making a living. And please note, these are women. Would you believe me if I told you that right now on YouTube, I, I, I'm sorry for my continual reference of, of YouTube, um, but there are more channels that have women doing this than men. Now stay with me. What, what are they doing, Pastor? Oh, a vision from the Lord. God showed me. Wow, that's exactly what was happening there at that time. Oh, and by the way, uh, making a living, you have no idea. I always find it interesting that they monetize and they advertise. You know, and you're watching the video and, and all of a sudden they break in. And by the way, we have available today, if you order before midnight tonight, you're, it turns into an infomercial. They're making a lot of money, just like these women were. And you'll forgive me, I, I hope this doesn't come off wrong either, but I think women have more of a seductive propensity than do men. Is that fair? It gets worse. And verse 19, will you profane me? among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread, killing people who should not die and keeping people alive who should not live by your lying to my people who listen to lies. Okay, we got, we got to work through this. There's, there's a lot here. Let's, let's work it backwards. First of all, you're not just lying to my people, they're listening to your lies. Problem number one. There's another problem. This uh, mention of barley uh, pieces of bread, this was a Hittite occultic satanic magic ritual, where they would cast a spell, women would cast a spell on people, and the spell was that they would die, and that they would use those ingredients, handfuls of barley, and they would curse them. I probably, this is probably as good of a time as any to mention 
that uh, no one can pronounce a curse on a born-again Christian. In fact, former Satanists will tell you that they would never do that, because if they tried, the curse that they tried to pronounce on the born-again Christian would come upon them. They stay away from us. They cannot. Remember, was it last week we were talking about Revelation 7, the seal, the towel, the shape of a cross and the forehead? In Ezekiel also it comports with Revelation chapter 7, the 144,000 are going to be sealed, so they are protected from all the judgments, the curse, the, the wrath of God, untouched by it. They're marked, they're sealed in the forehead. They have the mark of Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist, the beast. And they're sealed and they're protected. Do you know how protected you are? You know the enemy cannot do anything to you? He, he's, I, he, <laughs> easy for me to say. I just, I'll just say it. Shame on us. We, the devil is more afraid of you than you should ever be of him. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Say, yeah, oh, but they, 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 they're casting a spell on me. God, how's that going to work out for you? I got, I got the mark. I've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. You can't do anything to me. You can't do your little Buddha, you know. That was pretty bad actually, wasn't it? <laughs> Not to a born again Christian. But see, they were doing that to God's people. And this, again, these were the women doing it. These women are alive and well today. They're all over YouTube. I mean, it's, it's so, and, and we, we should be more discerning. Shame on us. <laughs> this is on us. We should be more discerning. Yet you should probably get a pretty good idea when some woman gets on there and says, the Lord showed me in a vision. Stop. Stop. And, and notice that they'll never take you into the Word of God. They can't. It would out them. Yeah, the vision is that we're going to have peace. We're going to get our guy in office. And America's going to be made great again. And we're going to lock them up. And God wins. And we're going to take our country back. I, <laughs> I don't care. I mean that in, in a sanctified way. I really don't. I used to, by the way. Not, I'm ashamed to say. I used to really care. You know, you can't say that. Yeah, I don't care. I said it. Yeah, but you know, you're going to, can I just share with you, what are you going to say? No. I, I, got, I got an email. It was a couple, uh, three weeks ago. It was a Thursday night. Oh, remember, uh, in fact, it was when we, uh, uh, when we went into the uh, Tammuz worship, and I brought up Roman Catholicism. Ooh. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. I got an email. I just, I, I want to let you into my world. This is, this is my daily lot, okay? Here's, here's, the, here's the email, the gist of it. Pastor J.D., I'm, I'm so disappointed. That's usually the first sentence. I already know. Here we go. I, 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 the reason why I, I, I kind of uh, uh, chuckle at that is because I, I, I never set out to please you. Because then that would mean I was a man pleaser. 
So I think we're, 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 we're not off to a very good start here, because apparently I, I'm supposed to dance to the beat of your drum, otherwise you're going to be disappointed in me. I don't care. In fact, I have an audience of one, and you're not the one that my audience is. So I disappointed you. Oh, apparently I have to I have to be pleasing to you, and I have to uh, bless you, and, and I have to say things that agree with you, and that you're okay with. That's another one, by the way. When someone says, I don't agree with you, I don't care if you don't agree with me. That is not even the issue. That is irrelevant. You don't agree with me? Fine. Is it in agreement with the Word of God? Your disagreement is not with me. If you don't agree with that, then you don't agree with the Word of God, because all I'm doing is quoting the Word of God. And God called it an abomination. Well, I don't agree. Well, then you better take it up with God. I'm sorry. Okay, so back to the email. I just got to get this off my chest. I'm very disappointed in your attack on Roman Catholicism. Um, and I don't know if you realize this or not, but you lost a lot of followers. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I don't care. Don't follow me. You're supposed to be following Jesus. Oh, excuse me. Oh, wait a minute. I, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I forgot. See, people like you, it's about the numbers. See, because synonymous with big numbers is the blessing of God. And actually the opposite can be true, by the way. Beware when all men speak well of you. Listen, I, I, if if I've got somebody watching me, and I preach the truth, uh, and they're offended, <laughs> that's not on me. Yeah, but you're going to lose followers. I, did, did, did I enter the ministry and heed the call of God on my life to gain followers? That, that's called drawing disciples unto yourself, Acts chapter 20. So <laughs> uh, you're way off. And by the way, if you can sit under the teaching of someone, and as a person who is not born again, and walk out of there comfortable, that's a problem. Because see, what's happening is now, uh, and this is what pastors are doing, this is what YouTubers are doing, they're appealing to the masses, so they stay away from anything that would be controversial. Because they want you to subscribe. And by the way, they, and you'll never see this, you better not see it. If you see this on our YouTube channel, let me know, because it's not us. You'll never see us say, hey, hit that like button. I don't care if you like it. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Oh, that's what you're doing this for? I'm really venting, aren't I, on this. I should probably end that there. But they're lying, listening to the lies. And you know what profaning is, right? It's making God common, bringing God down, profaning Him. That's what profane means. And you're doing these things, and you're lying to my people. They're going to give an account. By the way, I think next week we might, uh, can't wait. I, I, I can't wait. That's, I know, not good. But uh, when, when God has the final word, because every one of us are going to have to give an account. 
they're going to have to give an account to God. Therefore, verse 20, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against your magic charms by which you hunt souls there like birds. I will tear them from your arms and let the souls go, the souls you hunt like birds. I will also, verse 21, tear off your veils and deliver my people out of your hand. And they shall no longer be as, here's an interesting word, prey in your hand. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. The Proverbs, the prostitute prays, P-R-E-Y, seduces, preys on. There's a target on the back of people. And, and like a magnet to steal, th there's, there's an attraction, a seduction. Think of it like this. Um, you're not going to seduce somebody that's already seduced. You're not going to condemn somebody that's already condemned. You're not going to judge somebody that's already judged. No. You're going to seduce someone who hasn't yet been seduced. You're going to prey on someone that has not yet fallen prey. And that's what they were doing. That's what they were doing. Verse 22. We're almost done. There's hope. Because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad, and you have strengthened the hands of the wicked, so that he does not turn from his wicked way to save his life. There's another verse, a lot here. Hang in there with me. You know what God's saying here? Um, the righteous who see right through you, sir, ma'am, uh, you're grieving their hearts. Let, let me say it like this. If, if your heart isn't grieved by what's going on today, I mean, maybe I better said, how can it not be? How can it not be? It's just heartbreaking. I mean, f for me personally, and I, I'll try to not overdo any personal references, which I pretty much have already, but I know for me it is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking to see what's going on. And, and what God is saying here through Ezekiel is that because you're lying to the people and deceiving the people and seducing the people, you're grieving the hearts of the righteous who see what you're doing. These are people that I have not grieved, but you have. And it's, it's a double whammy, if I can say it like that, for lack of a better way of saying that. Not only have you on this side of the table grieved the hearts of my people, the righteous, on this side of the table you've strengthened, reinforced the wicked of the the wickedness of the wicked. That's like a two for one. That's what I call the sway. Minus 10 plus 10 is 20. That, that's huge. Single-handedly, the, it's the proverbial killing of two birds with one stone. Over here you're grieving the heart of the righteous, and over here simultaneously with the same stroke of the pen, you're reinforcing and strengthening and bolstering the deception and seduction of the wicked. Therefore, last verse 23, you shall no longer envision futility nor practice divination, for I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. I want to close this way. Please don't miss this. This double whammy goes both ways. So you're grieving the heart of the righteous, and then you're strengthening the wickedness of the wicked. Well, I'm doing two things at the same time too. I'm killing two birds of one stone too. 
You want to know how and what I'm doing? I'm going to deliver the righteous, and I'm going to destroy the wicked. This uh, seduction of your lying, causing the destruction of lives. Well, I'm going to deliver them, but I'm going to judge and destroy you. How about that? That's what chapter 13 is about. I suppose you could sum it up by saying that God's going to have the final word, and I can't wait. I can't wait, because I can't take it anymore. I'm just being open with you. Do you know that I cannot listen anymore to certain teachers that I once used to listen to on a regular basis? My heart is so grieved. Something's changed in them. I know what's changed, and I know why it's changed, because I know when it changed. And my heart is so saddened. Teachers of God's Word who once had the penetrating fire that Jeremiah talks about, that burns. The Word of God is fire. It's fire. It penetrates. Now there's a monotonous dullness. The fire's gone. There's no fresh fire on the altar. What happened? It's so grievous. I, I hear in, in my world, as a pastor, I, I am privy to things, you know, where Solomon writes that with much uh, knowledge comes much sorrow. The world coins it as ignorance is bliss. Sometimes I wish I could just be ignorant of things so that I would have more bliss. <laughs> I, Bliss sounds really good right about now, because when you know these things, it just breaks your heart, man. And it grieves you, and it saddens you. And the Lord knows my heart. I cry out to Him, and uh, Lord, I, You know what I can bear up under. I don't, I don't know how much more of this I can take. I love you, and I love your people. I love your Word. I love teaching your Word. I love being a pastor to your people. But when I see what's going on, it just, it, it is just, it's breaking me. It's breaking my heart. And it grieves my heart. But what settles my heart is knowing that God will not delay. <laughs> He'll have the final word, and I can't wait. And that's how I want to end the Bible study. Is that good? Is that better? I was looking for a good landing there. Come on up. Why don't you stand up? <laughs> you know how, Pastor, I know I, as an Arab I shouldn't use airplane illustrations, but I'm always trying to, you know, look for a runway first and then have a smooth landing. That, that's as smooth of a landing as we're going to get tonight. So <laughs> let's pray. Father, thank You. Ah, boy. Lord, thank You for spiritual discernment. Lord, thank You that You've given us wisdom from above. Thank You for chapters like this in Your Word that are serving as much needed reminders of how it is that You will always have the final word, that You will deliver the righteous out of the hands of such seductive wickedness, especially in these last days. It's growing exponentially, as you said it would, that in the last days it would be perilous, and that this is exactly what would happen, and that great numbers would subscribe to, flock to those who tell them what their ears are itching to hear. 
Oh Lord, may that never be said of us. Lord, we want to stay on message, our hands kept to the plow, so that we can hear on that great and final day those words that we all long to hear, well done, done, good and faithful serve, enter in. Enjoy. <laughs> Can't wait, Lord. Thank You, Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen.